0: Puck comes out, Suzuki working in, right side, saved by Letter, rebound, another stop, Letter. Puck into the slot, Toffoli shoots, stopped by Robin
1: Letter, and the rebound goes wide. Live
2: from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Colin Patrick comes in, drops it off, out and shoots, he scores! The former Ranger! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
3: Welcome in. Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace and Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet. Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the, Woo! Look at you! Yeah, you're fired up. You're ready to go. I am, man. All-Star it's,
0: weekend, dude. It's it's like the biggest hockey weekend of the year, and it's here in our city.
3: Yeah, so I should be fired. We've up. got a lot. We've got a lot to get to on on this. Uh, it feels like a Friday edition of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. So, kinda of before we go any further into the program and we're going to effort as best we can, but it's Darren Millard, so who knows whether or not his phone is even charged at this point. Uh, Darren is out at FanFest. He's got a ton of responsibilities. He's out around town. He's doing his his Darren Millard thing. But we are going to effort uh, Darren Millard here in the first segment just to check in with him, see how he's doing on this uh, this very fun, entertaining Thursday afternoon. But we will be on the air tomorrow. There will be an abbreviated... Vegas Golden Knight Insider Show tomorrow at 4 o'clock leading into the NHL skills competition. So we will get you set. We will paint the word picture. We will get you ready to go for the skills competition. And, you know, I, I to me... That's where we start today. We we are going to have Mike Johnson from the NHL Network on the program at 4.30. Going to chat with Ben Goats in hour number two about all things Vegas Golden Knights as well as all things All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend, All-Star Extravaganza. And then, you know, we are going to hit the, the one-timers in hour number two as well. But we, we're going to start the program here, Chapman. We're going to talk about... The skills competition and who is where? Who's competing in which skills competition? Where are the participants kind of sprinkled throughout these awesome events? And, you know, I, I'm going to start off with, I, I think, like, I don't know where you fall, Chad. And maybe you can chime in here. But I think fastest skater is is probably the event that everybody looks to as as most relatable right like you want to know who is the fastest skater right now in the nhl and i get it like you're talking about pulling a pool from the all-star game the fastest skaters in the league are not in this competition because chandler stevenson is not in this competition from a golden knights perspective but from this pool of players from these elite of elite players all-star players who's the fastest I think that one to me is is always going to be uh, one of the skills competitions that I hold in the highest regard. Well,
0: yeah, it's a lot like the hundred meter dash in in the Olympics, right? Everybody knows Usain Bolt because he was just re- ridiculous when he was racing in in the Olympics. So, yeah. it, it's one of those marquee events where where I think everybody wants to know. You're right. Who is the fastest? And there's some really interesting um, participants. In this. And uh, you know, I I, 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 I yeah. I, I'm kind of excited because I mean there are some some pretty fast and I don't know how fast a lot of these guys are, right? Like I don't get to watch Dylan Larkin a lot.
3: Oh he's fast. D boss. <laughs> yeah, D boss is fast. Okay, so so the only the only downside, legitimate downside to the fastest skater competition is that you don't have guys going up against each other in real time, right? Like, it's, it's one run for one skater. You, you don't really have that opportunity to, to line up the entire field and have the entire field go at it like you would a hundred meter dash but you do have just kind of that raw burst of speed you have the ability and the technicality that you need for the crossovers in the corner to not blow a tire to not fall into the boards which i think is everybody's concern when it comes to fastest skater but let's take a look at the pool right now fastest skater competition it's chris Kreider from the new york rangers Adrian Kempe from the LA Kings, who can also motor. You got Kyle Connor with the Winnipeg Jets, Evgeny Kuznetsov with the Washington Capitals, Jordan Kairou with the St. Louis Blues, Dylan Larkin DeBoss with the Detroit Red Wings, Kale McCarr, Colorado Avalanche, and of course, everyone's prohibitive favorite in this event, Connor McDavid. That's the Verizon NHL fastest skater. Do you see a scenario, Chapman? And I'm just going to get this right out of the way. Do you see a scenario in which anyone is going to beat Connor McDavid?
0: Well, he should be the prohibitive favorite. He's won it multiple times. However, ooh, here we go. In 2020, which is the last time there was an All-Star game, he yeah. was defeated. However, the person who defeated him is not in this competition, but mm. the guy who finished 3rd is so I'm gonna go with the upset. give us names,
3: Chapman. Come on, I'm give gonna, us names. All
0: right. So the, the reigning champion is Matthew Barzal. He is he is not in the competition. Yeah. Connor McDavid had won it three years in a row. Barzal upset him. However, Chris Kreider of the New York Rangers finished third in that competition mm. that particular year. So I'm gonna go with an up. Look, I don't want to be chalky. I don't want. I don't want that <laughs> <laughs> Tums taste in my mouth. Nico wafers. That's new for you. I'm, this I'm, is new for yeah, you. I'm, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Chris Kreider. However, the dark horse, and I think mm. you know where I'm going with this, is a guy who plays for the Colorado Avalanche, and he can fly. And he's he's that's, that's he's an absolute. That's not
3: my dark horse.
0: You think he's going to win? That's not
3: it? my dark horse. Yeah, I think Kale McCarr is going to win it. Oh, like, okay. I, <laughs> now that's I've been. I've been bullish, like bullish on Kale McCarr being in top ten in scoring this year. Like, I I admit freely that I was on the Kale McCarr train all year long, and and I, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I, I I the way that he plays the game, the defense, it's just phenomenal. But he can motor, and he is effortless. And I do look at this as an opportunity for Kale McCarr to to kind of ascend to that that level of speedster. And, you know, because his skating is so well, well, weaved into how he plays the game and and the speed comes when it needs to within a game, I don't think you you view him kind of in the same way that you would view Connor McDavid. Um, But I, I do think that Kale McCarr has the goods to win this thing. Now, Dylan Larkin, also to me, is one of those guys that I think is going to surprise a lot of people. And, and if you're paying attention to the Detroit Red Wings, and like I get it, not a lot of people are paying too much attention to the Detroit Red Wings, although they should this year because he's been very, very good for them. Uh, he's got a motor, too. This is a guy that can flat-out fly, and and I think there's an opportunity for Conor McDavid maybe not even to finish in the top three. And I would love to see a scenario, and, and I get it, like maybe not where everyone's thinking here, I would love to see a scenario where it's not Connor McDavid at the top of the throne for a fastest skater. I, I think there are enough really good, fast guys in this competition that are gonna give Connor a run for his money. And and I think that for me makes it really interesting. That that makes it exciting because you go into one of these events, you go into an, an all star game, a still a skills competition, and, and you all of a sudden like when Zdeno Chara was taking hard a shot. You knew it was Zidane O'Chara. There wasn't really going to be a scenario in which anyone was going to beat Zedane O'Chara. With Connor McDavid and the fastest skater, that's kind of where you're at right now. You, you just pencil him in. You just accept that Connor McDavid is the fastest skater in the league, the fastest guy in the league. And where I think it, it it's true with Connor is he's the fastest player in the league right now, and he has the best hands at top flight. I don't think there's a player alive that can touch Connor McDavid with the puck on his stick at the fastest tempo he can he can put out. I really don't. But you're not stick handling in this situation. You're not in that in, the, in that game type of environment. You're just going out there for your fastest lap. I think I think there's guys out there that can contend with Connor McDavid. Kale McCarr, Dylan Larkin, Chris Kreider. Like those are kind of the guys that I think are going to be in and around where Connor's at and, and I wouldn't be surprised and I'll take a bold prediction here, because I love doing this and it, it's not gonna mean anything to me if I'm wrong. You guys are just gonna tell me that I'm wrong and that's fine. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Connor McDavid doesn't finish top three. What do you think about that, Chapman?
0: I think that is that that's a spicy hot take. That that's like a ghost pepper in terms of takes. Um you know, I mean look, any, any anything is possible in, in this competition because these guys really aren't separated by that much when it when it comes yeah. to we're, we're talking hundredths, tenths of seconds here. So I just want to add this: the guy who mm-hmm. finished fourth, la- or the last time they had this competition. Yeah. Do you know who it is?
3: No. Go for it. It's
0: Jack Eichel.
3: Ooh, there it <laughs> is. Um, go ahead.
0: So so, I think that kind of tells you when when we're talking about the speed here, Connor McDavid was 13.215 seconds, right? That, that's, that's flying. Jack Eichel was less than a quarter of a second behind him. So Jack Eichel can absolutely fly as well. When, when we're talking about guys with elite speed, yeah. I, I don't know if, if fans really know just how fast Jack Eichel is. I mean, he is going to fly up the ice. When, when you're in the same company as, as Conor McDavid in terms of speed, mm-hmm. that's really impressive.
4: Yeah.
3: Vegas Golden Knights insider show Chapman, give Darren another call. Uh, he, he sent me a note. He said that he thought you were spam. So he put you to voicemail. So give him a call again. Let's see if we can get <laughs> okay. Darren Millard on the program, um, to talk about fan fest. He's out there at found fan, fan fest right now, uh, trying to, uh, be professional, but also wanting to check in with me and with Chris Chapman. Um, you know, I, I, your note on Jack Eichel is an interesting one because, you know, there's so much buildup here for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, when we talk to Mike Johnson with the NHL Network, we're going to probably get into Jack Eichel a little bit and what that's going to mean for the Golden Knights and, and what, you know, this team might look like in a, a couple of weeks' time when Jack Eichel's ready to play. Um, but I think that there's, there's so many different aspects of, of Jack's game that, that you you maybe don't recognize or or notice because you haven't seen him play in a long time. Chapman bringing that up, that he finished fourth in a fastest skater competition and is that close to Connor McDavid's top-end speed. That's pretty awesome. But without further ado, everyone's favorite VGK Insider co-host, Darren Millard from FanFest. Hey, Darren, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. It's uh, fun times over here. In fact,
4: uh, there's so many people that between the Encore, which I was uh, hanging out with a bit today, And the MGM, and now Fanfare—it's like a trip down memory lane for me. And you know I like memories and telling stories. And today is just one after—I just saw my roommate from my second trip to Afghanistan when I went over there to uh, do a troops uh, support the troops mission during the uh, Afghanistan war. And uh, just saw my roommate—he's painting a mural here. David Arigo does a lot of goalie masks for the National Hockey League uh, netminders. There's all kinds of things. Uh, Bill Daly I ran into a couple hours ago. He's gonna come on the podcast later. It's fun.
3: So like do you want do you want we, often t- we oftentimes go to story time with Darren Millard. You want to tell yeah. like right now, as we go into this all-star weekend, do you want to give us a story from like maybe your favorite story from an all-star weekend or something of that nature? Because you know how much everybody really, really loves story time with Darren Millard.
4: Really loves uh, stories. Um, one of my buddies used to do the, the radar gun. He used to do the all-star <laughs> skills competition crew. And yeah. like, it, it wasn't as, as, Perfected as it is now, uh, let's just sure. say uh, a guy had a company and he hired out a bunch of my buddies, and then they would go uh, for a boondoggle to Atlanta or uh, Montreal or whatever, and, and, and have a bunch of fun. So my my buddy uh, takes his son with him, uh, who just happens to be near his birthday, just so he can meet Connor McDavid. So he gets his son on the ice as part of the crew, and then gets a selfie with Connor McDavid on the ice. And the players don't know what's going on, so, so that was cool. But in the mid middle of all of this, he goes to skate in front to pick up a puck and trips over another puck and does this swan dive in front <laughs> of 20,000 people uh, in Montreal at the, uh, at the Bell Centre. And I just stood up and went, that's, that's my buddy. That's one of the, like, the, the cool little stories. Uh, Ottawa, uh, the game, there was, a, there was a bad storm, and we, had, uh, we were doing our radio show from there, and the players were staying across mm-hmm. the river. Uh, the the canal, and I made Scotty Hartnell jump a fence and walk in his dress shoes across uh, the canal and where the <laughs> ice was shoveled for for skating, and then jump another <laughs> banister to come on the air with uh, Nick Kiprios and I. And uh, he said, "Never again would he do something like that for me." And and guess what? He hasn't.
3: Yeah, Maybe. I wouldn't. I yeah, mean, would how, how like. That's amazing that you, you would even ask. And it would. it's amazing that uh, that he would totally. go to that length to, to speak yeah. to you. Like, well, that's we're amazing. we're prairie buddies.
4: We're, we're Canadian prairie buddies. Uh, <laughs> that, that's weird. But this, this fanfare, it's a huge – it's the biggest room I've ever seen for a fanfare, NHL fanfare. Yeah. There's tons of people down here. The lineup for the uh, Stanley Cup is, I would say, significant. But I just uh, sure. spent some time walking around looking at all the trophies uh, because uh, I'm a little kid. Uh, when it comes to, to that kind of uh, – Kind of thing, and then there's like you want if you're listening right now and and you're even remotely interested in hockey, you got to come here. And if you've got mm. kids, on top of that, it's it's the ultimate no brainer to come here because there's about 20 little rinks around where the kids can do all kinds of different things. There's the biggest tabletop hockey game, like Darren Pang. There's no way Darren Pang plays yeah. on this tabletop, this air hockey game.
3: Oh, that's he, he wouldn't mean. be he
4: wouldn't be able come to reach on. more than. Uh, his wrists on the table it's so big uh, and uh, then there's uh, some photo booths uh, that you can uh, do different things like it's it's uh, we get a little jaded at times and we mm-hmm. try and sound excited I'm legitimately pumped up about uh, spending uh, a couple of days here at, at fanfare.
3: Okay, so I have got to get down there, and I'm going to get down there before the weekend is over. That's for sure. But the the main focus for me, and like I'm am w- with you. I like to see all the trophies. There's something about the trophies in the NHL. They're just they're just better than every other sport, and I, I don't I don't make any apologies about that. Um, but the the largest uh, air hockey tabletop hockey like that to me, oh. I, I'm I'm all in because I don't lose. I don't lose at at, at, air, at air hockey table hockey. I don't, I don't lose at that, so I I, I want to get down there and I want to make some some. Uh, I want to make some money. I want to hustle some people I'd, on, I'd like on, see, uh, on on a hockey table.
4: And and uh, and Panger play in this air hockey table because the the puck would be <laughs> just off uh, the the sideboards and they'd both be sitting there going. <sighs> Like trying to get it, get it, get it back to
0: them. You know, funny thing is, St. Louis. When they, they were in town a couple of years ago, he was down. He walked by us when we were waiting to go in the locker room, and we're about the same height. So, oh,
1: that's that's why I said yeah, you and yeah.
0: Banger. <laughs> I, you're, you're, I have a hard time. Makes sense. Uh, I have a hard time, like in general, when when the puck gets like near the middle of the table. My yeah. son oh, is God. taller than me, so so he has the advantage when when we play.
4: It's uh, it's I know. And there's and there's NHL like legends, alumni, uh, Hall of Famers, uh, uh, people that you would know that that maybe uh, aren't aren't front and center in the statistical category, but uh, but you remember them playing. They're floating around here all over the place. And Phil Pritchard, our buddy uh, who's been on the BCK and Theder show, the keeper of the cup, he's also here uh, uh, taking control of uh, the trophies and so forth. So had a chance to, uh, to catch up with. Uh, with Phil, and, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really cool. And the other part that Chapman would love is there are sweaters from every team imaginable, and that's National Hockey League, former National Hockey League, and minor pro, and some college sweaters. All, hey, people take great pride in wearing uh, their different sweaters. Uh, a young girl about my daughter's age walked by me at the MGM Grand today in a Capri Soft sweater. And, uh, mm. and I'm like that is so cool that hockey's totally taken over downtown
3: so I mean you've been to a number of these like throughout yeah. your, your broadcasting career does this does this one feel like it's got a different energy just because it's here in Vegas
4: Yeah yeah I, I think so and, and it's in my town my city uh, hmm. now yeah. so I, I certainly take uh, uh, significantly more interest uh, I'll, I'll say like Ottawa or Columbus. Uh, different places that, uh, that I've done these, uh, Carolina, uh, off the top of my head, where I've done uh, events or participated in programs uh, with the National Hockey League. You come in, you, you go to your, your location, your shoot location, and then, and then you kind of get out because you've got other things uh, that you have to do the, the next day. Uh, but this is, this is something where I can settle in for a couple hours and, and really watch people uh, get uh, their first look in a lot of cases to, to the trophies of the, of the National Hockey League and to the Stanley Cup itself uh, I, I know it was in uh, that, that first year I know that uh, that we've seen it around town uh, through the NHL awards but this is uh, a legitimate public opportunity for people to get their their picture or to just to see the Stanley Cup up close and and that uh, I, I, I can't stop just staring at people uh, with their eyes so wide at their at their first look of uh, of one of the greatest trophies in sport.
0: So I was, I was kind of thinking about this as I was driving in today and I'm, I'm like, you know, it's, it's kind of cold out. Like, like our weather right now, this weekend hasn't exactly started out with, with what we would want for Vegas weather in February. It's a little, yeah. little chilly, but I was thinking about, it, I'm like, you know, actually for, for a lot of the people who are coming from, from the NHL nah, don't, offices,
4: don't, 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 that's, that's not, that's not right. No, no, you're, you're lumping us all into the same category. You don't even like we're northerners, and we you don't even know where weather.
0: That well, yeah, I mean, like if I if I work in oh. New York, this is this is actually like good weather right now this time hey, of year.
4: I'm from one of the coldest places on earth. Doesn't mean I want to live there, or when I go on vacation, I want to have that same. weather. No, so so when you come to Vegas, you'd like you'd like it to be a little toasty. Now today's much better than yesterday. Oh, yesterday was awful. Uh, my buddy E, uh, who's uh, part of that uh, the uh, 21 and 22. Blackjack and the, the uh, Fountain Face-Off, uh, they did their rehearsal last night, and he yeah. was frozen to the bone. <laughs> and that's a Toronto guy. And if he's frozen, then it's really cool. So uh, tonight's, uh, today's a little bit better. It's just when the sun goes down, it gets, uh, uh, we, we all know that it gets uh, a little chilly. But no, right,
3: as Canadians, we want to go play some, somewhere warm. It, it's it's warm. It's 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 not cold outside. You guys are ridiculous. Yeah. Did
0: you happen to see yeah. what the temperature was in the U.S. soccer game last night in in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul? It was like uh, one one degree at kickoff. So yeah, this is this is pretty good for 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 those from Minneapolis and a little bit further north.
4: Yeah, but you don't want it to be really good relative. You want it to. be, If you think Vegas, you think I'm going to be in a warm spot in in February. Last night, last night was chilly. I did. Last night was one of the first times that I've seen people in, in, in Vegas do that little uh, shuffle, that uh, shimmy from the car to wherever they're going indoors, that little run that, that all Northerners can, can relate to, where you get out of your car and you're like, damn, it's cold. And you, and you just you, you don't want to be seen running, but you, you double time it all, uh, with, the, with the little shimmy run.
3: Uh, this is the most disappointing thing you've ever said on the program. It really is. I'm now, soft. Darren,
4: I'm soft. Yeah,
3: I know. I know you are. I know. I don't understand it. It's happened over the course of, of just over a year. But, like, in, in our time together, like, you have gone from, Ryan, you would absolutely not want to play on a frozen pond. It is cold. It sucks, To If it's 53 degrees, it's way too cold, and I don't like it, and it's not fair.
4: Yeah, Ridiculous. and, uh, and uh, I don't and apologize do the for that one bit at <laughs> so, all. Zero. So
3: disco- discover NHL Fountain face-off. Uh, Mark Stone is going to uh, participate in that event. Uh, tell me why Mark Stone is going to win the event, Darren Millard.
4: Because nobody can read a puck like Mark. It's like he's at, at one with a puck. He knows where the yeah. puck's going to go when it's on somebody else's stick or just as much as when it's on his own stick. So there's a, there's a connection between a hockey puck and Mark Stone that I can't explain. It just exists. It's freaky. It's uh, un, uh, unnatural. It, it can't be taught. And that's why Mark Stone will somehow come up uh, on the winning end of the Fountain faceoff.
3: All right, one more skills competition question, then I'm going to throw it to Chapman for one more before we let you uh, get out of here. The Verizon NHL Fastest Skater Competition. Connor McDavid, Kale McCar, Dylan Larkin, Jordan Kyrou, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Kyle Connor, Adrian Kempe, Chris Kreider. Is Connor McDavid going to win or is the field going to finish ahead of Connor McDavid? Wow, it's
4: hard to go against Connor McDavid when he's the fast on the planet Dylan Larkin mm-hmm. wanted a few years ago uh, when I was doing the skills competition but he got a running start and it, and the previous record was held by Mike Gartner and Mike Gartner texted me while I was on the air to say to, to, to throw a flag on the on the foul but Larkin can can <laughs> burn he can burn but that also yeah. gives you an indication that that guys take pride in in in, in these types of uh, records especially harder shot and fastest skater uh, the, a dark horse in that is Kyle Connor that mm. I would I would not count out Kyle Connor for making a run for the for the fastest time. Saying that it's just like my Sidney Crosby rule. Uh, when it comes to speed, I don't go against Connor McDavid. All right, but Chapman, he, has to, go finish, ahead, he has to finish the lap. Like you can't you uh, he, he can't <laughs> blow a tire because that's that's always the, the one fascinating part is they, these guys get going so fast. And they're, yeah. they're either doing the crossovers, or just trying to hold on to, to their to their edges, and they get that bit of a speed wobble, and it's like, ooh, uh, yeah. that's uh. And I can't believe some of them do it without helmets on. That's just yeah. That's I,
3: I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't trust my edge work at all to, to be able to I do want that. To see I mean, Chapman come like, flying around that corner at three miles per hour. We we we, we should do a VGK Insider Skills Competition. We should absolutely absolutely do that. I, like I'm all in. I'm all for it. Let's go.
1: Could I beat you two in my goalie year
4: in one lap yeah, around the ring?
3: Oh,
0: you could definitely beat me.
3: Mm-hmm. No, I, I I think I could probably hold my own, but it, it's been a minute, so maybe All not. Right. I, I don't know. We'll see.
4: I have no intentions. Well, 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 I'll, I'll say this: I have no intentions of skating a, a hard lap around the rink at at uh, at my age. I'll stand and stop pucks because that's fun.
3: Uh,
2: there's yeah. there's
4: no fun in doing a hot lap around the rink skating as hard as you can. That's just just mean to your lungs
3: bragging rights on this program chapman finish af- finish us off on this segment before we let darren go oh chapman you got the last word oh, a, a lot, good of, one. lot
0: of pressure yeah
3: have you prepared i don't know
0: what the question oh. is
1: no just <laughs> ask, so you're what, what ask what do you... me the question
4: oh boy
0: oh 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 well that's
1: <laughs> Well, there goes that segment all right no no no
4: all right so i read that correctly ryan right you wanted chapman to ask the last last yeah. question
3: Chapman, oh, finish us well, off on the last now, segment I, here, I, I with guess Darren I blew Mallard. that.
0: <laughs> oh. All right, Darren, who oh, who boy. is who is going to win the uh, the, the the little all star game that they're going to have? Which which conference or which division, I should say, is is going to uh, have bragging rights on Saturday afternoon?
1: Hmm. Well, normally
4: I'd go now. Pacific Division has the lowest number of total victories between their goalies. Mm-hmm. So you you look at uh, at goaltending and uh, and while there's a lot of goals scored. Whoever can come up with with some saves every night, you don't have to make a lot of saves, but strangely enough, goaltending I, I find is uh, is a big determining factor, even in a in a three on three. So I'm going to go with, and I'm taking my heart out of the equation here, the Atlantic Division, uh, because of goaltending and the big cat and his ability to uh, to stop some pucks. I'll go that route, and they will uh, they'll meet the Pacific Division in the final because. Deboer and Petrangelo and uh, Mark Stone and Jonathan Marshall will uh, will find a way to get themselves. They'll be boosted and urged on by the crowd.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, that is Darren Millard, uh, co-host of this very program. Darren, have fun all day today. We will. Uh, I'll, I'll see you at some point. I think tomorrow, and I'm certainly going to see you on Saturday for the pregame show leading into the All Star Game. Have all the fun in the world, buddy. We'll chat soon.
4: You guys are awesome. See you later.
3: That is Darren Millard. We will be back with more here on the VGK Insider Show. Mike Johnson joins the show on the other side of the break. This is Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM.
3: Rolling right along here on a Thursday, the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Pleased to be joined now by NHL Network's Mike Johnson. You can watch NHL Network analyst Mike Johnson on NHL tonight through the season, including live from Las Vegas for NHL All-Star Weekend, beginning tomorrow at 10 a.m. for Media Day and a preview of NHL All-Star Skills Competition. Hey, Mike, how is Las Vegas treating you so far?
1: Uh, very well, um, but listen. I'm used to going to Vegas. Like even during the regular season, it's chillier than I'm used to here. And when I got here, <laughs> whether it was yesterday and today, being out and about, you know what this feels yeah. like to me. This mm-hmm. feels like perfect weather for outdoor game. Like dry, cool. Absolutely stunning outside. I think we have to get on that in Vegas. They have everything else coming through here as well, but it's only a better time than an outdoor game because this is perfect weather for it.
0: Yeah, doing the yeah, uh, I mean, the skills competition out at the Bellagio, maybe they could have frozen that over and we could have gotten a little pond hockey on, on the, the fountains <laughs> at the Bellagio. You gotta watch out when they shoot up though.
1: Well Well you know, listen, uh it was cold enough that it might uh it might freeze over. But that will be you know, the all star game is not for everyone. Maybe some Long-time NHL fans don't like the, the stickiness of it or the fact that the game's not very competitive or whatever. But I think it's catering to younger fans, to non-traditional hockey fans, to corporate partners, to the players. And I think that will be a, a visually glorious moment. You know, the, the guys and girls out there on some sort of raft, firing pucks across the famous Bellagio fountains, the fountains up, blowing around in the lights and everything. I think it's going to look amazing. Um, so... Yeah, it's a typical Vegas thing, but I'm excited
3: to watch that one. You know, it's an interesting thought and kind of a concept of of an outdoor game here in Vegas, and I think I don't want to move off of that too quickly here because like, as you're looking around, as you're spending some time in the city – and the fact that the NHL is going to be doing some outdoor stuff for the NHL skills competition, it, like if you, if you could draw the dream scenario of where you would put an ice sheet in Las Vegas for an outdoor game for the NHL, what would that look like, Mike?
1: Well, Mike, yeah, so I'm going to be very greedy. I'm going to shut down Las Vegas Boulevard and do it at the start of the street. Yes. I put it right yes. down the center right of the road and build some temporary stands around it, whatever, now, that probably wouldn't be enough people. That would be an issue, but it would look the coolest with all the marquee lights and all the hotels lit up and behind them. That would be amazing. Or you could go traditional and just dump it in the new uh, football stadium, which is right off the strip and would fill up and would be great. But I think, you know, having something... We had Lake Tahoe. That was a very unique setting without a lot of fans. If you want to do something like that, do it right dead smack on the strip uh, and build some temporary fans around it. it. Would be It would be incredible. And you know this organization and this city would respond to something like that and pull it off, I'm sure would be it would be amazing.
0: Now, you, you kind of mentioned that that maybe some non-traditional fans aren't into the three-on-three all game. Like, I grew up in, a, in an era in the 90s when, when it, it was the traditional. You got the Campbell versus the Wales Conference and all that. But I'm a big fan of, of the three-on-three. First of all, I think it's fantastic in overtime. But when you get the best players in the world in the three-on-three, it just seems like it's so much more exciting. Where, where do you kind of gauge the the, the overall uh d- are people more in favor of this or are people more opposed to it would they rather see go back to the traditional where maybe more players from from some teams get get represented
1: uh not in the all-star game no i mean i think it's perfect for the all-star game like we don't need guys bumping into each other we don't need many guys out on the ice and if you want more players just add more players like, don't worry about mm-hmm. it just put you know 12 13 players on a team you don't have to keep it to the uh, 10 or 11 that they have it at now. I- I'm totally fine with it. I like it. I think the players uh, get into it. Uh, you always find at the end of the one game, you know, when they're playing to win, they, they start trying a little bit more, but it's a contact sport. It's a hard sport to replicate in action in an all-star game. The same way the pro bowl is nothing like a football game. It- it's not like mm-hmm. basketball or baseball where you can affect, you can kind of have you know, a normal game. It's not like that. You don't want guys running into each other that way. So, I am totally fine with it I think they do a good job I think they they understand what they're trying to do and they try to push the boundaries and 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 try to find some sort of you know viral moment in a game or in a skills contest uh, you know, cater to the young kids and uh, and also quite literally you got to make it to the players uh, the guys who come all the time you' you don't want them to think it's a burden or it's something that's not going to be fun or the games aren't going to be good, or I saw a guy get hurt that time. That's the last thing that the league wants. So if you put all of that into consideration, I think they do a pretty good job.
3: Mike Johnson with the NHL Network joining us here as we talk about NHL All-Star Weekend here in Las Vegas. And, you know, you Mike, going into this weekend, like are you a, a skills competition guy above uh, the actual All-Star game, or do you do you like the game more than the skills competition? Where do you fall on that?
1: Um, there are – so, like – there are elements of the skills contest that I really like. but you know, mm-hmm. I certainly like the fastest skater. I like the hardest shot. Um, and there's some of the stuff that they try where if the, if the players can't pull it off cleanly or they, they keep missing the net, it, it be, you know becomes becomes a little bit cringeworthy and you you feel for the guys and, and and it's not quite as good. And I and I don't mind watching the games, but I am certainly uh, I certainly pay attention to the skills so you never know what we're going to happen. And I think. One of the good things about this year is that you know they're asking some of the younger players. They're asking Jack Hughes. They're asking Trevor Zegers. They're asking guys who are who are willing to lean into the idea of putting on a show and, and mm-hmm. trying tricky stuff that maybe some other players might not be so willing to do. And I think that would uh, that will add to the kind of the drama and the, and the, the the wow moment that we might see this weekend.
3: You know, and and. I think what what you're getting here in Vegas is is a unique spin on things. You've got the fountain face-off which we've talked about. I think that's just going to be really a, a cool visual, something fun to to watch behold on television. But then you got the 21 and 22. You're playing blackjack with hockey pucks and accuracy <laughs> mm-hmm. shooting. Like there's so much that goes into that strategy, the the ability to hit your targets the way you need to. Like it's just such a cool, interesting, inventive way of of tying in and making this uniquely Vegas.
1: I love it. And I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. telling you right now, so at some point, we're going to figure out who knows how to gamble or not because we're going oh, yeah. see <laughs> guys for, for different cards like, hang on, that doesn't make any sense. What are you doing here? Or someone's going to make a math error and they're sitting at 14 and they're going to start shooting for an eight. You're like, no, no, no. That's not, that's not how this goes. So um, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely cater to the the uh, host and, and Vegas and, and, and a unique market here. Uh, and then that will be a fun one. Uh, yeah, it's like... You know, it's a creative process, I would imagine. Whoever, you know, get in their little lab of scientists and think about what kind of things they can come up with, that would be that would be another one that sh- should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, one of the, the coolest aspects that I'm I'm looking at for, for this particular All Star game is there's twenty one guys who are making their first appearance in an all star game, including the two guys who were named to the team yesterday, Tom Wilson and, and of course Jonathan Marshall. So so how how kind of crucial is that to grow the game, maybe maybe not so much within the, the, the player pool, but outside of the game, to have all these new faces making their first appearance. And maybe we can go deeper. There's a ton of guys making only their second appearance. So how how, how crucial is that to kind of grow the game with, with, with a new generation of fans?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the circle of life in the sport, right? Like some older guys drop off a little bit. They get replaced by newer, younger guys. And I think what makes the game very interesting, and I could imagine – if you're Sidney Crosby, you're Alex Obechkin, if you're Conor McDavid, if you're Austin Matthews, maybe the idea of going to an all-star game, you know, while it's a, it's a feather in your cap, you know, you're, you've done it many times. It's not that exciting. I contrast that with the guys that you just mentioned, the first-timers. And if you don't think Nathan Kadri or Jonathan Marchessault or Tom Wilson would to be ecstatic to be here and, and embrace the entire weekend and, and, and love associating and mingling with all these other star players, um, you'd be mistaken. I, I think it really will matter to them, and I think that's, that's a cool experience, and that will come through in, I guess, how they, they react to the weekend, how they play in the games, how they treat the, the skills contest. Yeah, I think first-timers only make the game and the weekend better, so um, lots of them here, and it'll be it'll be fun to watch.
3: Mike Johnson with the NHL Network joining us here as we chat about the All-Star game, but I I do want to, while we have you, chat for a moment about the Vegas Golden Knights because you know this is a team that through the entire first half of this season has dealt with injuries they've dealt with COVID there has been a lot that has gone on with the Vegas Golden Knights that has precluded this team from essentially having their roster complete all year long and then you throw in the added wrinkle after the the all-star game of Jack Eichel and his uh, his timeline in returning to play like What do you make right now of this Vegas Golden Knights team as you you navigate a second half where there's still a lot of unknown?
1: Well, I mean, I think we're still waiting to see, you know, how how good they can be when everyone's together. We haven't seen Alex Martinez and Jack and Max and Mark Stone and all these guys together for an extended period of time. And until we do, we probably won't even realize how, good they can be now we believe they're going to be good because they already are in first place while missing those guys for all those reasons but they're not looking to be in first place in the regular season they're not looking to win the pacific division they're looking to win the stanley cup and it feels like they have the parts to make that happen but until they all come together i guess you can never really be sure what it's all going to look like um and, and 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 the reality is having guys in the lineup is also a little bit fortunate for vegas because if everybody was 100% healthy, not everyone can play. They'd be over the salary cap. They have to move salary out to get everyone in. So whatever Jack is healthy enough to play, um, they, if, if, if the roster is completely healthy, then they'll have some decisions to make, and tough ones, because they have to shed you know, 4 or $5 million, if I'm not mistaken. So um, those decisions are looming large. I'm not sure when Jack Eichel is going to come back and play. I don't think there's any rush with him. Uh, now that the Olympics are, are not taking place, they can just kind of ease them back whenever. I know there's a date in Buffalo, I think, in the beginning of March, which I'm <laughs> sure if uh, he had his way, he'd like to get into that game uh, for, for sure. But, uh, like, listen, they're going to be really good. I want to see it all together. I want to see all the pieces playing together and see what that looks like. And the only other thought I have about Vegas this year is that, Everyone likes Robin Leonard. The person everyone's a big fan of his game. He's been good for the last, like, three, four, five years. Very good. He's not been excellent this year. He's been okay. He's been kind of average Probably a little bit low average by his standards. And so I think that will be a pivotal part of the home stretch and into the playoffs for Vegas is, is to have Robin Leonard be a really good goalie like he has been for years now.
0: Does it kind of when you guys are watching from from the studios or or when you're talking amongst your colleagues there at at NHL Network, are you guys kind of blown away how how this team and this franchise have have been able to come into the league and not only compete right away but be a contender for the first five years? Because it's really remarkable when you think about it that this team is only five years old and here they are. It seems year in year out they're they're in the mix to win to win the championship, win the Stanley Cup
1: mind-blowing. And, and I think the greatest example of it is not even Vegas. It's Seattle. Like, look what's happening mm-hmm. in Seattle. Yeah. Smart people about running out of organization, and they are not doing well, as expansion teams are supposed to do. Uh, Vegas is such an aberration. The reason why it's never happened before in the history of the league, or just about any league, to have the kind of success getting in the Stanley Cup final their first year. And they just, they just have become... It, it's amazing. Every time I come here, guys, I'm always... Surprised or reminded, like how much of a hockey town this becomes. I'm walking through the airport. I see Vegas gold night stuff. I see people wearing it. I'm in the casinos. I'm on the strip. I'm on the street, and I see gear all over the place. I see it becoming a marquee destination for high-end players, Mark Stone or or Alex Petrangelo. You're seeing marquee events like the All-Star Game come here. It's like they in five years have become an absolute powerhouse organization, and it all starts with being good on the ice. Now, from that stems the, you know, the corporate success, the fan success, and everything else. But it is, it is mind-blowing. Like, it, it'll never happen again. It's never happened before. And I think it'll probably never happen again that a team can come in and become this good, this fast, and this relevant this fast.
3: It only makes sense that it would be Vegas, though. That would be the scenario. You catch lightning of in course. a bottle, it's going to yeah. happen in, in yeah. Vegas for sure. Now, Mike, last one from me before uh, we we let you go. I, looking at the All-Star game, do you have any bold predictions, hot takes, anything like that? Going And it could be skills competition. It could be the game itself. Anything that you're sitting on that you say, you know what? I have a hunch that something's going to be crazy, something's going to happen, a, a hot take, A bold a bold prediction, anything.
1: Okay, well, if I'm in Vegas, you know, if I'm going to handicap the actual game, um, it's hard to say. But I like the roster of the Central, even without Nathan McKinnon. He's a bit of a blow, but putting Roman Yossi in there for him, I like the roster of the Central. So if I had to handicap it, uh, they would be my favorite. And if I'm going to have a hot take, it will be David will not win the fastest skater. Oh, that's fantastic! I don't know if it's Tyree. I don't know if it's Dylan. That's my hot take. I'm not sure who yeah. it's gonna be, but it's gonna be somebody.
3: It's not gonna be Connor. You know what, Mike? You and I uh, of the, of the same mind. I I my bold prediction. I came on here at four o'clock on this program, and I said Connor McDavid will not win the fastest skater competition. So I, I feel validated in this moment right now. Thank you, buddy.
0: Well, yeah, and you all you said Kel McCart was gonna win it. So so I mean that's that's even the the fact that there's like five or six other guys that that could win this thing is is pretty wild. But. Uh, Before we let you go, Mike, I just want to ask you one more about the Pacific Division. The Kings and the Ducks, obviously two surprise teams way ahead of schedule, I think way ahead of where anybody thought they were going to be. Are both of them going to make the playoffs?
1: No. No. Uh, I I think five teams from the Central are going to make the playoffs. I think Vegas are going to make the playoffs. I think Calgary is going to make the playoffs. And then we'll see who grabs the third spot, whether that's... L.A., whether that's Anaheim, whether that's Edmonton, um, and or, or maybe even Vancouver, although I don't think so, uh, Vancouver. But I don't think that both can make it because I think Calgary's going to get in there. And Calgary has five, six games at hand, so by points percentage, mm-hmm. they're actually right on the heels of Vegas, um, and even Edmonton is ahead of Anaheim by points percentage. So I no, I don't think so. One team, or they'll both battle for the third spot because I think that um, you know a fifth team whether it's Dallas or somebody, will, will come out of the Central.
3: Great stuff, as, as always, Mike. Really enjoy the weekend. Have fun here in Vegas. We're going to be out and about at the skills competition tomorrow, also at the game on Saturday. So uh, we will uh, effort to, to say hello. But enjoy all that Vegas has to offer. Enjoy yourself this weekend. And uh, hopefully we get you on the program sometime soon.
1: Yeah, I, I, I look forward to coming back to your program, and to Vegas. I never don't have a good time when I'm in this city, so we'll have fun, <laughs> that's for sure.
3: That, Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's impossible. That is Mike Johnson with the NHL Network. You can watch NHL Network analyst Mike Johnson on NHL Tonight through the season, including live from Las Vegas for NHL All-Star Weekend beginning tomorrow at 10 a.m. Ooh, that's an early morning for Mike. Tomorrow for the media day and a preview of the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. Chapman, Vegas is a powerhouse. And, and the, the point that Mike made about Seattle, right? Like Because I think a lot of people, myself included, thought that Seattle would come into this season, and be better than they've been. Because, you know, you look at the Golden Knights, you look at the fact that you're getting some pretty good players from a lot of different teams, you have the right coaching, you have the right uh, attitude, the, the right um, identity in place, you can win some hockey games. And I think Seattle's struggles really highlight how rare it was the gold. What the Golden Knights were able to do in year number one, and what they've been able to do since then.
0: Yeah, they got their first shutout. I think it was last night against the Islanders on the on the island. I believe it was too. So, yeah, I I, I think time will tell whether or not they took the correct approach. I mean, of course, they have a lot of guys who 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 are on short deals. Um, I think one of the biggest problems they've had is goaltending hasn't been very good. And I think when when they put that team together. I think we all kind of agreed that that would actually be one of their strengths. But I think time will tell whether or not they, they, they went about it the right way. And, and look, if there were Vegas' five years from, from now, then we can look back and say, yeah, you know what, they, they did the right thing. But, I mean, there's, there's I'm remembering back to when teams like Columbus and Nashville and Minnesota came into the league. They struggled for what seemed like a decade I mean, I, I yeah. can remember the first time the Ottawa Senators made the playoffs. They were they were terrible for for the the first five, six, seven years of their existence. Even the San Jose Sharks, when they came in and they beat Detroit in that first playoff series, they were an eight seed. The first time they made the playoffs, they snuck in and they beat the number one Red Wings, number one seeded Red Wings in that first playoff series they ever played. And but it took them a while to get there. I I still am blown away when when I hear guys talking about oh well. The rules were were, were were there for Vegas to be really good the first year. First of all, yeah, yeah. When, when you pay $500 million to join the league, you should have a little bit of the, of, of, of the ability to be competitive right out of the gate. Secondly, yeah. I think Seattle is showing because they have the same exact rules. I think that, that the Kraken have shown. It wasn't because Vegas had a different set of rules than some of those other teams that came in years and years ago. It's because George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon knew what they were doing, and they got the right guys, and and, yeah, they they were able to make some some deals. But yeah, five years into this, and the fact that this team is going to make the playoffs all five years of their first five of existence is is pretty incredible.
3: Yeah, it's absolutely astounding. It, It puts into context just how remarkable of a run it has been to start the franchise for the Vegas Golden Knights and the the main focus and and you know mike said it like the goal isn't to finish first in the in the regular season the goal is to win the Stanley Cup and that's really the only thing missing for a team that started just 5 years ago you've got a Stanley Cup final appearance you've got three conference finals in your first four seasons the only thing missing here for the Vegas Golden Knights and their fans is a Stanley Cup championship. Will that come this year? We will find out. We are back with VGK Insider Play of the Day. On the other side of the break, it's Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number one flew right by... Big
3: thanks to Mike Johnson from the NHL Network jumping on. Talking a little bit about the All-Star game. Thanks to Darren Millard as he's out at the NHL's fanfare right now. Just living his best life. But right now it's time for the VGK Insider Play of the Day. It comes from the Minnesota Wild Chicago Blackhawk game yesterday. And it's notable not just because the Blackhawks got absolutely lit up, but it's a beautiful passing play and a great finish from Kirill Kaprizov.
2: Here is Zuccarello. Another chance, stops, Wait. set up, score! Oh! Zuccarello put oh. it on a platter for Kirill Kaprizov, and it's 3-0.
1: What a play that is. You have no option but to bite.
3: Matt Zuccarello really does make the play. It's just a beautiful passing play. Kirill Kaprizov, edge work, Gets it to the right position. No chance for Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, who was pulled in that game. A tough 20. 20- Four hours for the Chicago Blackhawks on the ice for sure off the ice it was uh, it was done to themselves as we got into the Rocky Wirtz Mark Lazarus showdown yesterday from the Blackhawks te- uh, town hall meeting uh, but we digress we look ahead to hour number two on the other side of the break it's the VGK insider show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.